Right, let's turn to the first part of today's program, and that is a bit of trash talk. And this week on Trash Talk, Marcy Trent Long speaks with Lucia Lupasova from the Green Hospitality about the new rules for the single-use products in hotels and how that is affecting the hospitality industry. Hey, Trash Talkers. Good news on the waste front seems to be on the horizon. It seems like new regulations are coming in for single-use plastics in the hospitality industry. And, of course, the waste charging scheme starts in Hong Kong next year. But along with change comes this need to adopt and adjust to our new world. After all, not everyone is like Trash Talk listeners who, of course, reduce, reuse, recycle regularly in their daily lives. Businesses are also going to be affected by these new regulations. And one of the bigger impacts we're going to see is actually the hospitality industry. No more little plastic bottles of shampoo and no more disposable cutlery. Yay! So here to tell us more about that and how the hospitality industry is going to adjust for all that is Lucia Loposova, Executive Director of Green Hospitality. Welcome back, Lucia. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate you coming back and explaining this all because it's a bit complicated. Well, it's complicated not only for you, but also for us and the hospitality industry. (laughs) You guys are still figuring it out as well. Correct. All right. Well, why don't we start with a little bit about green hospitality and also how you started working there? Sure. you're, You're not originally from Hong Kong. No, I'm not originally from Hong Kong, but I've been in Asia for over 10 years now. And um, my background is actually in sustainable tourism. So I studied that uh, back in the day at the university. And so I really wanted to continue in that area. However, you know, sustainability wasn't really on the agenda, say 10, 15 years ago when I was still in school. So I put that on pause and I work in corporate world, but it was always kind of related to a hospitality industry. So hotels, events or uh, shared um, offices. So it had all these elements of where we have to actually work with customers, you know, put up events and all that. But I only transitioned to hospitality industry and sustainability when I moved to Hong Kong. And that was back in 2018. So I took over a project um, that was given to soap cycling. It was uh, under the Sustainable Development Fund. It was called Green Hospitality. (laughs) And so because I had the experience from you know, um, organizing events and working with the corporate partners. And I had this passion for sustainability and was trained in that space. I kind of took over. Perfect, right? Yeah, the stars aligned and suddenly I made full circle back to sustainability in the tourism and hospitality industry. And so that's that's how I started. Yeah, well, perfect. (laughs) Glad you arrived. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I think it was the right moment. I wasn't, I was kind of surprised that there was nothing like that in Hong Kong yet. I would, I thought... Hong Kong must be ahead of the curve. And then I realized, wow, there is still a lot of room to do things and good things. So I think we started working with the industry and there was a lot of that um, interest. You know, we didn't go and put out there some sort of a product or service, but we actually were listening to what the industry was telling us. We want to know more about waste because now this regulation is coming or we have a trouble with this and that. And so we listened and we said, well, why don't we then design some programs and some projects and see where we can go with it. And so we work with university, we work with uh, government, you know, we seek funding for meaningful projects and programs that can support the hospitality industry in all these transitions. 
And so that brings me kind of to what does green hospitality do, right? Yeah. So we are a nonprofit um, platform, um, cross-border pl- platform. So we work also with partners outside of Hong Kong, not only not only here, but Macau and previously before COVID in Singapore and, and Shenzhen. So the Greater Bay Area and reaching out to others because a lot of hotel groups that are in Hong Kong have regional presence, at least if not international. So it makes sense. But also we work with others um, like restaurants, so F&B sector, airlines or supply chains and corporates because corporates also procure from the hospitality industry they stay in hotels they do events right so they're also kind of figuring out how that aligns with my esg and so actually it's a back and forth conversation so we can kind of simultaneously support both sides Mm. and so that's what we do um more or less we revolve around three pillars knowledge connection solutions so on knowledge side we try to share knowledge and create new knowledge if it's needed then we connect people through different events and programs. And then finally, we have solutions. So say like trainings or different kinds of tools that the industry people can use. Can use all the time. That's really great. All right. So then you are the ones that maybe <laughs> have the secret vision and understanding of what the really regulations are trying to do. Well, I think to start with, I think the regulation have, um, they have a good aim. Uh, I think they were quite well received that there was finally some movement happening in terms of enhancing that um, the producer eco-responsibility um, scheme and the bill that, that is already out there that regulates the plastic bags and certain uh, types of plastic in Hong Kong already. Exactly. However, that was not sufficient, right? And and definitely far away from um, reducing plastic um, that we see in Hong Kong. So this whole consultation started already back in 2022. So we were part of that consultation and we provided some suggestions and a lot of industry partners and um, nonprofit groups have responded to this consultation that was put out there by the government. And so actually in um, response to that, because there was a lot of... um, a lot of push for bringing this ban on plastic even earlier than was envisioned by the government. The government had adjusted the date to be earlier than they originally put out in the consultation. Shocking. That never happens. Exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so everybody was ecstatic because there was a, wow, you know, we're getting this change. And even earlier than we but thought. You were ecstatic, but was everybody really ecstatic? Well, I think the nonprofit groups, for sure. And yeah. everybody yeah. who, like... <laughs> cannot wait for um, for reduction in, in this area in particular. But I think, of course, for the hospitality industry and the businesses, this represents a big adjustment yeah. and a lot of education is needed, uh, especially when you ask some of those mom and pop shops, like the small, you know, small, medium sized businesses, the restaurants, they have no idea. Yeah. And they also don't know what the alternatives could be to these different um items that they're currently using in their operation, right? Right. So let's take a step back about that. So the legislation deals with the hospitality industry, which is restaurants, hotels, maybe their short apartments, things like that. Okay. And then the legislation now says, I'm going to pass that to you. (laughs) So So the legislation is intending to implement the ban on certain types of plastics uh, in the hospitality industry in two phases. So in the first phase, it will be looking at mainly the catering premises. So um, 
or take away um, um, plastic containers, you know, items like cutleries or straws or stirrers. So they're banning cutlery. Is that correct? Correct. So you will no longer plastic be. Cutlery. That's right. So you will no longer be able to give it to your customers. And uh, this, in different phases, essentially, you will not be able to give these items when your customers dine in, but eventually also for takeaway. So these different different materials and different items are banned in a different phase. So I think it's oh, been good. it's been thought through kind of, you know, this will be more complicated. It's probably easier to remove faster. So that's the hope that it's gradually going to be removing more and more items um, oh. from the from this service industry. But there is also a big component for the hotels. So that would regulate things like plastic bottles, you know, so like your water bottle in your you know, hotel room will no longer be available because that's going to be banned, as well as the amenities, the so single-use plastic amenities. Oh, that's in fabulous. Yes. And maybe... Well, for me. Yes, for the sustainability yeah. world. But it's uh, maybe some guests aren't going to like that. But. Um, Yes, I mean, we do have some solutions. So the legislation also says it's going to be banning um, some alternative materials to plastic. So that is where the crux of the problem is a little bit, because it says even the some of the alternatives that we already know about, which is, say, PLA, will be banned as mm. part of this policy. But the little problem there is that we don't have a lot of other alternatives that would be, say, water resistant. So there is a little bit of a problem. How do we replace certain items right. in hotel rooms? What's an example of something you need to be replaced? like a shower cap. Oh, for the instance. Old shower cap. Yeah. Correct. Hmm. So there are some items still that there are kind of like this is really difficult to find a replacement. And um, some of the more luxurious brands want to, of course, offer these amenities to their guests, right. even if they are on demand. Additional thing is now you need to charge your guests for these additional amenities, which the more luxurious brands don't want to do. Right. They don't want to do that out of principle of like my guest is already paying a fee for this hotel room and everything should be included. So while it's OK this to be on demand, uh, it does not seem to be OK to be charging the guests extra for such item. Right. So I think there are still like this kind of little things that need to be ironed out. Yeah, because it doesn't really make a lot of sense for some of the hospitality partners. It's not that they don't want to remove that plastic item. But the way how to implement it needs to be considered as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, hopefully they'll just explain it's a tax. Yes. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. That's interesting, huh? Yes. But I think here I want to just point out that it would be great if we had a little bit more, there would be more communication between the government agencies that are implementing the policy and considering all these different um, materials and items that have to be removed or replaced and provide a little bit more clarity and more direct communication with the industry to really take on board those comments and see what would be the best and most practical way to implement it so that everybody's kind of happy right. in that setup. But right now we see that communication is quite one-sided. So like there's just like an information coming out, but not really any feedback on this kind of um, situations where sure. where there's not really clear what you're supposed to be doing. Another example could be you might have an item that you replace your plastic amenity with an aluminum uh, container instead of plastic container, but the cap on that aluminum container could be still plastic. And now the question is, can is this still considered single-use plastic item then or not? You know, so there is still like a lot of details that need to be better specified, but also the alternative materials that are actually allowed to be used. You know, are we really doing 
the right thing, just removing the plastic and now putting the aluminium in there? There are a lot of question marks about that because also in certain, you know, when, when you're, say, aluminium is not clean and it's, and it's like too soft and you cannot really remove the components that are inside, you might also not be able to recycle it at the end of the day. Right. So, and there's carbon emissions that correct. are different and there's all sorts of... Exactly. So a lot of kind of things that we might need to think about a bit more in the future. Yeah. And then how about that waste charging scheme? How, do, how does the hospitality industry feel about that? So I think there was a lot of um, procrastination <laughs> in not? terms of... Good. Yes, in terms of preparation, and I think it's kind of similar with this plastic ban because we just like heard this week, um, in a few days ago, that um, the government had also been delaying this plastic, I mean, it, the plastic ban. Yeah. So now it's postponed. It was supposed to be implemented already end of this year, and now it's postponed to second quarter of 2024. Ah. And but you can see a lot of the hotels actually gearing up for it. Yes, that's not, right. Not down to the hundred percent. You know, the giveaways, I think that's a big problem. Yes, yes, definitely. Like, I think the industry has been already putting in place a lot of, you know, strategies and phasing out single-use plastic for a long time already. It's yeah, not completely so. new. So it's not just related to the policy. They had other goals to achieve their sustainability targets that are not so specifically mandated by the policy for some of the groups that we work with. But I think that's going to be a push for others who don't have this kind of, you know, ESG reporting requirement to do something about this footprint in plastic. But for the uh, MSW charging scheme, so for the waste charging scheme, now that we finally have the date... Roll 1, 2024. Correct. <laughs> so I think now that pressure is becoming real because that has been also... You know, everybody was, take, was taking it quite easy. We did a project in 2022 with 20 restaurants where we tried to train them and set up better waste management system. But, you know, there was a lot of skepticism even then because that was the phase where we were trying to prepare them for this uh, charging scheme that was supposedly being implemented this year, yeah. 2023. But then that didn't, that didn't happen, right? So I'm just wondering how many people that have to be now retrained in those same restaurants, etc., because this is delaying, delaying, delaying. But also the the skepticism among this group was quite evident because, you know, they were thinking, well, we are training, but like, is this going to be really, you know, enforced and is it going to really happen? I do hope it happens April 1. You're right. Me too. Because it could be pushed back, but cross fingers. Yes, me too. So I hope that this kind of specific date is now also making the the hospitality partners really think we need to start training people. We need to start setting up the system and... Hopefully also the landlords, if they are residing in some shopping mall or another managed space, now these landlords also have to think about how we're going to set up the whole waste management system. Yeah. Oh, a lot to think about. Yes. You're going to be busy for the next year, I think. Well, I hope we're going to be busy, <laughs> but we have, we have to see that, yeah. All right. Well, Lucia, thank you so much for coming in and explaining all that to us. It was really helpful from Green Hospitality. Thanks for having me. And well, I hope everybody can get on board with all this reduction of plastic and, and waste. And we're going to see some great changes in next year in Hong Kong. Crossing fingers.